We are definitely proud of our graduates, and it's, been so, it's always so much fun seeing them grow up through the pictures. But as a youth pastor, I have the privilege and honor of getting to see them grow up through the years for a number of them from sixth grade to senior year. And it's always just such a blessing to see how God grows them. Every class we have that comes through uh, have something special and unique about them. And this class is no different. Their influence and leadership in our youth ministry will be tough to replace. But what's really cool is I do feel like they've created a culture where the next class of students can really stand on their shoulders and lead our kids. Um, I'd like to start out our service uh, in prayer for our graduates. So please join me. <clears throat> Lord, I thank you for all that these students have meant in my life and for all that you've done for them, for everything you've helped them achieve. I'm so thankful that you've stood by them, guiding them throughout the years. I pray that you continue to do the same as they head into whatever's next in life. As they potentially face new and sometimes overwhelming experiences, please never let these young men and women forget that you are always with them. These students continue to feel your presence, God. I pray that they can do that and find strength and confidence in you as they head off to discover who they are and what you want them to do with their lives. I ask for your guidance and your discernment as they face complicated decisions and grow into the followers of Jesus you desire them to be. Lord, help them to be bright lights in a dark world. We love you, God, and it is in your name we pray. Amen. Now, we've all been in, been in or seen a scenario where someone really stands out. Maybe it was seeing that one fan sitting in the lion's den of the opposing team. Maybe it was that person wearing shorts in the middle of winter. Or that tall man that stands out in the crowd. Or maybe it's that workplace employee, coworker that doesn't quite get the nature of appropriate work attire. There are a number of ways that we stand out, especially amongst the people around us. And it's my hope and prayer that our graduates and all of us embrace a life of standing out. A general defining attribute of this group of seniors is that they have an incredible ability and potential for people to notice them, for people to look up to them and want to follow. They stand out as leaders and people of influence. Seniors, as you pursue what lies ahead of you, it's my hope and prayer that you will be able to fully embrace and utilize the influence that you have over the people in your life. And it's my wish for all of us as well. We all have the opportunity to stand out as an example of what it looks like to follow Jesus and use our influence and leadership to further advance God's kingdom. Our scripture for today comes from 1 Timothy. This book of the Bible is a letter that Paul wrote to Timothy to address false teachers and, and make sure that sound doctrine was being taught in the churches. In the midst of this letter, Paul would encourage Timothy to be an example, to live into his calling as a leader through doing so. He wanted Timothy to stand out and stand strong as he led the congregation he was called to serve. 
Our scripture for today comes from 1 Timothy 4, verses 12 through 16. And our scripture reader is one of our seniors, Derek Lekekirk. So Derek, can you come to the center of the room? And can all of you who are willing and able, uh, please stand for the reading of God's word. We stand and we face the center to remind us of the centrality of scripture and that it's the primary lens we use to determine how we live. Derek, whenever you're ready, my friend. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them, so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Thank you, Derek. You can all be seated. In our passage today, Paul starts off by encouraging Timothy in his leadership. In verse 12, he would say, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Now, the term young in this culture was very broad, very relative, because being young usually applied to someone under the age of 30, but could extend as far as 40 years old. It's most likely that Timothy was between the ages of 25 to 30 years old. This would have made him relatively young for his position of leadership that he had in the church. And culturally, leaders tended to rise to the top from ages 30 to 40. In that time, youthful enthusiasm was valued. But many regarded youth in general as irresponsible and lacking self-control. I don't know where they got it. When Paul told Timothy to not let anyone look down on him because he was young, he did something important. He separated seniority from authority. He believed in Timothy's ability to lead despite his age, but challenged him and encouraged him because of it to live in such a way that no one could question his leadership and integrity. He was asked to lead by example, to stand out through what he said, did, and believed. Graduates and congregation, today I want to challenge us with that same charge. That whatever we face, whatever lies before us, we do so in a way where we are an example of Jesus. As we follow Jesus and partner in his ministry, we too must live in a way that sets us apart, a way that makes us stand out so that we can fulfill and fully live into the calling he has for us. In verse 12, Paul would begin to give instruction in what ways he would need to be an example. He would need to be an example of what he said, the way that he lived, his love, his faith, and his purity. This meant standing out both outwardly, but also inwardly. Outwardly, he would need to stand out in his words. It was important that what he said lined up with God's words in the teachings of Jesus. His words needed to reflect and embody the boldness of God's truth, yet also be wrapped in the strength of Jesus' love. As we try to stand out as Christians... The world around us is constantly paying attention. We need to be aware that what we say matters. We need to make a strong effort to think about what it is we are saying 
and how we say it. People are listening and paying attention to what we talk about on our work breaks. They're paying attention about what we talk about on our way to and from class. They're paying attention as we talk about hot button cultural topics around the dinner table. What comes out of our mouths when we are alone and around others should reflect the truth and values taught to us in scripture. This means we need to be working at holding our tongue when conversations around us move into inappropriate territory. I know as someone who likes to joke around, I struggle with that. We need to be praying with and encouraging others when they're going through struggles. And we need to be willing to defend our faith and the biblical stances we hold when they're challenged, but do so in a way that's thoughtful and reflects the love and humility of Christ. As we speak in a way that allows for us to stand out as Christians, our actions should follow suit. We are to stand out in our deeds. For Timothy's leadership and influence to be affected, effective, he needed his conduct to be an example. An example and a standard and a pattern for what it looked like to follow Jesus. We have the opportunity to stand out through the way that we live, through the way that we treat others. Through everything we do, it's so important that we try our best to model the actions of Jesus. We can do this through being kind to those around us, finding opportunities to serve others, and living in a way that exudes life and joy. Seniors, as you move forward in your life, you have the opportunity to stand out through the way that you live your life and the way that you treat others. Through every new adventure and challenge you face, we have to strive to model the actions of Jesus. And congregation, we can do the same thing, whatever the circumstances that God has us in. It's inviting a new friend to join you for lunch. It's helping your neighbor repair the fence. Or maybe something as simple as smiling at somebody as you hold the door open for them. What we do should emulate what we say. But it is also a reflection of what we believe. Just as we outwardly uh, stand out through our words and deeds, we should also set an example to stand out inwardly. Inwardly, it says that we are to be an example of faith. And I want to say this twice just to make sure it sinks in. The fruit of our faith is in our actions. But the root of our faith comes from a deep trust in God and his promises. Once again, the fruit of our faith is in our actions, but the root of our faith comes from God and his promises. But it also comes from the hope that we have in Jesus' death and resurrection. From these roots grows a greater knowledge and trust in God's word and letting him inform what we believe and how we view the world. What makes us stand out inwardly should manifest itself in our words and our deeds. 
if we look at ourselves and wonder if we're being an example of faith, take a look at what you say and what you do because it will give you the answer. To grow in faith, we must continue to look towards God's word. We have to allow for the Holy Spirit to reveal God's faithfulness and grow a greater awareness of how he's working in our lives. As we follow Jesus, there should be a constant pursuit to grow in our faith. The passage also goes on to say that we are to be an example of purity. And when Paul talks about purity, he's not talking about moral or sexual purity, but instead a purity of the heart and a purity of the mind. It refers to operating in a way where we're setting our minds and our will on God and his kingdom. To stand out in purity, we must have a heart for what God loves and cares about. And the will to want to partner with him in making it come to. Our faith is often reflected in our words and conduct, but it is the purity of our heart and mind that informs our intentions. Paul wanted Timothy to be an example of what it looked like to live and lead with a pure heart and a pure mind. Living this way is a constant battle. And it's not easy. It has its ups and its downs, its bumps in the roads, where our intentions stray from the intentions of God. But being pure in heart and mind is also recognizing and owning when we find ourselves losing focus. It's a willingness to come back to God and repentance and for forgiveness. It is our faith and purity that helps us stand out inwardly. Our words and deeds that do so outwardly. But it is love that binds both of them together. One of the best ways that we can stand out to those around us is through our love towards and for one another. Love is the string that ties words, deeds, faith, purity, all those things together. When, when they are put together in love, we begin to see a greater picture of Jesus in our lives. We begin to see humility, selflessness, sacrifice, and empathy. It's one thing to stand out but it can be more difficult to stand strong. Verses 13 through 16 give us some great practices and principles uh, that will help us to continue to stand out. In verse 13, Paul instructs Timothy to focus on reading scripture to the church, encouraging them and teaching them. As the church's pastor and leader, Paul, one of Paul's practices was doing those things. And it's important that, uh, it was important that he consistently did the things that helped his faith and helped the faith of his congregation. To continue standing strong in our faith, it's important that we stay consistent. We stay consistent in our faith practices. We need to establish daily and weekly rhythms for spending time with God. Besides finding personal time to read the Bible and pray, which is very important, we need to be regularly spending time in the body of Christ, with the body of Christ, so that we can experience community, encouragement, and learn more from God's word. Graduates, 
in the process of finding a new routine and establishing your own life, it can be so, so, so easy to become inconsistent in your faith practices. And let me tell you, it never gets easier. To stand strong in your faith, one of the best things that you can do is go church shopping right away. Find a community and get plugged into them. Find a Bible study or a campus ministry to, to be a part of. Now, doing your own devotions and spending time in prayer, those are all great and very, very important. But it's hard to truly stand strong if you're not in a community of faith and you're not receiving additional teaching. Verse 14 of our passage goes on to talk about not neglecting the gifts that God has given you. For Timothy, it was his ministry gifts. But we've all been incredibly gifted. Some of us are gifted in unreal ways to solve problems with an engineering brain. Others of us are gifted to not pull our hair out as we do with little kids all day and we just love on them. And some of us have the gift of being pastoral or have counsel and, and care about other people. God has gifted all of us in a unique way. Whatever way that he has gifted you is important. It's important that we embrace this gifting and use it to God's glory. Whether you feel your gifting is large or small, whether it's permanent or temporary, it's so important to lean into and embrace what God has given us. When we embrace our gifting, we begin to have a greater buy-in to God's calling for our lives. And we continue to stand out. One of our graduating seniors in our youth ministry is Nolan Hardesty. And at one point in the year, uh, he was um, the number one ranked pitcher in Idaho. He's an awesome left-handed pitcher, and uh, he's so good that the Times News decided they were going to write an article about him. This article was supposed to spotlight a young student athlete with incredible talent, but instead told the story of how God uses our gifting for glory. In the article, it talked about the young man's success, and the road to becoming this amazing baseball player, the adversity that he had to go through, and how that adversity brought him closer to God. Well, most of the time when we talk about our faith in a secular setting, that's where it stops. God, he's good. But he would go on to say more. At the end of the article, talking about the game of baseball, he would say, it's a huge part of my life, but I realize that God is way above baseball. And baseball is just temporary. So if anything happens, injuries or whatever, I will be heartbroken. But I won't be too heartbroken because I know that he gave me this gift. I just want to run with it. Talking 
this young man's gift is something that helps him stand strong in his faith. And in an article created to give him glory, he would choose to give God the glory for his gift. And let me tell you, that made him stand out. When we embrace our gifting, it helps us not only stand strong, but continue to stand out and make an impact on the world around us. Graduates, it is my hope and my prayer that you embrace the gifts that God has given you. Use them, whatever your circumstances are, for his glory. And it's my hope and prayer for all of us to do the same. We all have careers, we all have passions that, we, that put us in a position of leadership. We are called to embrace it and make God's name known through it. Our passage would come to a close in verse 16. It finishes by warning, warning Timothy to keep close watch on how it is that he lives and what he teaches. He's warned to stay true to what is right. As we attempt to stand out and stand strong in our faith, it's important that we continue to pay attention. To pay attention to how we're thinking, what we're doing, what we're speaking, and how we're living. In the pursuit to stand out, it can be easy to start neglecting beliefs, habits, and giftings that made us stand out in the first place. We can start to develop blind spots where sin, pride, or compromised values begin to creep in. We must stay true to what is right because it not only affects our own walk, it affects others. What we do makes an impact on the world around us. What we do as leaders makes an impact on those who take notice. From the time Jesus picked his 12 disciples, God has continued building his kingdom through the use of flawed people. Flawed people who are just willing to be an example of their faith. Whatever stage of life we find ourselves in, we have the opportunity to stand on the shoulders of those who have come before us and continue a legacy of living for Jesus in a way that makes us stand out and stand strong. That's a life worth living. Let's pray. God, we love you, and we thank you for these seniors that are graduating, and we're so thankful for their leadership and for the gifts that you've given them. Lord, we ask that they embrace it God, that they live by example and that through their influence, they're able to reach more and more people to come to Christ. God, we pray for ourselves that wherever we are in life, that you would put on our hearts uh, this reminder that what we do and say, the way we live, what we believe, it all matters. And help us to influence others towards you as well. We love you, God, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, join me with our blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And all God's people said, amen. amen.
Have a great week.